0: (laughs) Hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with Dan is back from the dead and Colin as well as always. How are you guys doing tonight? Dan, you feeling better there, buddy?
1: Yeah, much better. Uh, I can speak, which is sort of an important element of a podcast. Really bummed to miss last week. Uh, I listened. It was awesome. It's great to have Nikki on. Um, So I don't know. How are you guys doing?
2: I miss you. (laughs) One four three. Um yeah. Uh I'm feeling great, feeling good, uh feeling good, feeling great, you know. How are you? How are you? Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh great. Yeah, I, I feel good. Um I, I don't have anything to talk about. My life's not exciting. Um
1: say so your wife or your life?
0: My life. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Just at that point, I guess. Uh <laughs> lot of, lot to talk about today. So, uh, as usual guys, please follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us at BBU Podboys with a Z on Twitter. Subscribe and write us review on Apple, which I usually don't say that one, but I mean, I think it's fun. Get hit hit that one star, hit that five stars. Tell us we're great, tell us we suck, I don't care. I just want I just want some feedback. Cuz we feed, great, though. we feed off the feedback.
1: Yeah, feed we our thrive. children off their off the feedback.
0: Yeah, we thrive on change. I don't know if you knew that about us. <laughs> um, another thing, we got to mention our new newest sponsor today, which is Pepper Palace. You can get to them at pepperpalace.com. Uh, just like a hub, basically, they say best hot sauce store on the planet. I don't see why not. Uh, you get nice hot sauce, barbecue sauce, and salsa, seasonings, rubs, condiments, gifts, hats, masks, shirts, all the above. They sent me some stuff. Um, I'm not a big hot sauce guy, but that did send some like really nice honey barbecue sauce. And my, my wife made a nice, uh, slow cooked, uh, pork butt in the crock pot with it.
2: Oh, very so. good. Pork I recommend,
0: pot. highly recommend it. How do you guys feel about that? Uh,
2: well, I, I, um, what did I get? I got this, uh, black rose. Uh, it's like their original, I guess their original recipe for hot sauce. It was like the first product that they put out. And, um, it's really good. I, I tried it last night on a on a, a leftover burrito and it was incredible because it it had it had kick, but it didn't have that kick where you thought it more kick was coming. It was just that initial kick and then it, you know, dissipates a little bit. It was nice. I also got this jerk salsa, which was very interesting. It's perfect for you. Well I mean I <laughs> Yeah, I I I am uh from the jerk store and they're they're all out of you. Dan. <laughs> nice. Um nothing about that made sense except if you know Seinfeld. But anyway, uh yeah, it's good stuff. I enjoy it. I I look forward to continuing to use it. Um there's also uh, this uh sickle pickles which I have not tried yet and I'm curious. I think it's just hot pickles, dill pickles in oh, in nice. a hot brine. Yeah. How dude. many how many leftover burritos would you say you
0: do like in a, in a month? Is that a big thing for you or uh no
2: um t- this was a one off but I, I was just like yeah. oh <laughs> one off uh, well yeah that's the only leftover burrito the I, last I've ever had. B- had. Yeah. <laughs> leftover burrito I ever had I, I've never
1: had a leftover burrito I don't know how well, you only eat half of a burrito
2: sometimes they're huge man I don't know it doesn't matter well you that was that was it. the whole thing and <laughs> it was one of those through. like lots of appetizer kind of situations so you know I I you know my eyes were bigger than my stomach I loaded up on the appetizers and by the time the burrito came I felt like a like a horse's ass. So I, uh, saved it and, you know, had some, uh, some pepper palace on that and made it a nice. little, little extra tasty.
1: Nice. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the, the variety of sauces I've are delicious and it's not just the heat. It's a little flavor too. Uh, sometimes you just get heat for heat's sake. It's nice to get a little flavor in there. And then the thing I wanted to share is, um, I called it, a. I I have a three year old and it's pepper palace. So I called it PP sauce. And, uh, that's really got legs in the house now, so um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's delicious. Go go get some Pepper Palace,
2: baby. Pepperpalace.com. You, Check it you, out. We already have like three potential names of this episode just in this conversation.
0: <laughs> <below. laughs>
2: P.P. Sauce Boys. Thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we have a lot. Um, the names have gotten to a level, I think, far beyond what the podcast ever was. So, oh. so it's So It's a lot of pressure now.
2: No, I was really proud of myself last week. Yeah, I it was, was a good. It was a good one. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it I mean, was right there, and you, and we went for it, and I'm yeah. happy about it. Very happy.
2: Yeah, it um, was. It was so good to have Nicky on too. He was. He was. Um, it was just the perfect amount of 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 insane and just low key at the same time, just like us. So it yeah. made sense. I'm looking forward to talking to him again.
0: He, you know, we miss Dan, but snacks. He, you know, he jumped in right away. I thought Hafe, you know, too, kind of fell in real quick. I guess you know people who are you know, Dave Gettleman haters really are good on this podcast.
1: Are you going to mention Gettleman haters and not Will?
0: Of course, Will. But, you know, (laughs) Will schooled us, I thought. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The whole time. (laughs) Uh, All right. Anyway, let's just jump into the big news, which I guess is, you know, the Brian Flores thing, not just with the Giants, but the NFL altogether. Um, I'm going to throw this to Dan first, simply because Dan went to law school. And I think there's a... <laughs> what? No, you know, you want me? To, I mean, I, I can give my opinion first if you want. I, don't care. I mean,
1: I, w- I wouldn't frame it in the context of law school, but I want to hear your opinion first now. Since you Sure. Me.
0: I mean, sure. Fine. If, if I Like, I just want to start by going because this is kind of a loaded issue and, and I don't want to, you know, come up here and, and say anything that's weird because it's a, it's a hard topic for three white dudes to sit here and talk about, I think, to some degree. So if you just want to go from the legal standpoint, I don't really think that Flores has a lot to stand on here. And, and the examples that he gave are, are basically that John Elway was hung over and an hour late to a meeting. The next one was that Bill Belichick text, which is the more known story. And Bill Belichick has nothing to do with the Giants. Uh, you know, he probably has an ear in the building. That's obvious, I think, to anybody. You know, everyone talks to Bill, probably. He can get the information. But nobody knows that. And you can't necessarily prove that in a court of law. So I don't think that he's really going to have a lot to stand on in terms of this um you know lawsuit i think if you want to look at it on the other hand i think flores has a point because obviously racial disparity exists in society and exists in the nfl i mean he was the candidate that the giants used to satisfy the rooney rule because patrick graham was an inside hire or i'm sorry an inside interview which didn't didn't count it has to be two interviews for outside guys in person um There's other things too, you know, Mara called Flores in the beginning and and said that he wanted him to be the coach and and Shane wanted Dable. So I think that was, you know, Mara sort of letting go to the football guys in this situation. I don't think that the giants are necessarily, you know, doing anything that's against minority candidates, um, at least from an outsider's perspective, I'm not in the building, so I can't say, but all I will say is that the Rooney rule, a hundred percent, create situations where minority candidates are brought in for show because it's a requirement. Um, I think that the reason this lawsuit is exists is when I, I saw a 20 minute interview with Brian Flores and I forget what show it was on or whatever, but basically he just came out and was like, if I never coach again, it'll, and change comes, it'll be worth it. And, you know, he was embarrassed by the text that Bill Belichick had sent when he found out it wasn't for him, but then he decided to publicly, you know, put those out to the public. So, it's clearly something that he he's standing by. And w- from what I was, you know, just gathering, watching him talk is that he does believe it and he does care. And I think he does have a point. Um, 70% of the players are minorities. And there's, you know, two black head coaches, one mixed race head coach, uh, Ron Rivera. And uh, I know I'm missing Saleh in the jets. So clearly minorities are underrepresented. I think it's good for him to make a stand. I don't know if anything's going to happen, but I-, I think he wants to do something positive for the league. And I, in terms of that, I think it's a good thing, but I don't have the answers and I don't know what the NFL should do and I don't know what should happen to the Rooney rule because it's above my pay grade sitting here on this podcast talking to you guys.
1: Same. I, I agree with everything you said, TJ. I think what Flores is doing is important and bold um, and uh, something that. That needs to be done in a very obvious way, which is w- what way he's handling it in order to get any sort of change happen. I don't think anything happens in the NFL or, or change is created easily. Uh, very resistant to, um, you know, embracing some, some things, uh, whether it's you know the traditional like celebrations all the way down the line to, you know, in inclusion and, and representation. Um, and I, I mean, I think everyone knows or assumes there's a lot of stuff that happens in front offices and hiring that happens under the table or with partners or cronyism. Um, And, you know, if, if uh, if someone leaves a coach gets fired or someone in the front office gets fired, I bet you half the time they already have the replacement, like packing their bags, to come over before they even make the call. Um, You know, not to say that that makes it okay, but that's just sort of the nature of the beast. It's It's a small club. People that are in it, Shuffle around, everyone knows each other again. that brings up like the bell bell check, having an idea and just sort of like you know, uh, zoning out or, or texting wrong or you know, inciting um, or stoking a, a huge controversy. I, I, I don't know uh, if he's capable of that. I think he just sort of baby boomered uh, the text. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know th- I think the the claims that that Flores raises uh, in his complaint. Uh, vary in degrees of severity uh like you said a lot of it is circumstantial particularly the stuff that happened to the giants there are many factors that indicate um you know that they it was an honest uh fair uh, attempt to to in, you know interview flores and he was considered right up to the very end a, a strong candidate for the job and ultimately it was we hired the GM, uh, the, the assistant GM from the bills and he's had a long working relationship with Brian Dable. And it was, the writing was on the wall from once we hired um, Shane, but I, I, I'm certainly, I would think that Flores would have been the coach if we hired anyone else. Um, there was rumors if we hired Peters, that Flores would be the head coach easily. Um, but you know, the other stuff is more concerning the stuff out of Miami, the the hundred thousand dollar per loss um, <laughs> gambit that, that, Their owner threw down, um, is troubling on, on many levels, especially the integrity of the game. Um, and could, if that is found out to be true, could be a seismic shift in ownership and and, and oversight, I think for the NFL. Um, and, and yeah, just the pure stats of it, the, the number of players that are people of color, um compared to the number of people in front offices and and coaching staffs is there's a massive discrepancy and, and and it's troubling because why why is that i'm certain that there's just as many folks of color that are, are qualified and able to lead these players uh why is it all white dudes that you know some haven't even played football since high school um it's just concerning and and i it, emblematic of a lot of things in this country i think but uh uh, I think it's important, and, and and hopefully there's some resolution that comes that's amicable and 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 gives Flores his due, and and uh, you know just gotta wait to see how it plays out.
2: Yeah, you, you you guys pretty much covered it all. One thing to throw in too, just in terms of uh, just the Giants' uh, specific viewpoint on this, uh, and Flores. Uh, I, I understand the idea of of wanting to bring in more teams than just the one for this issue it helps his cause and that's why the giants were brought into this i don't know what the deal is with the broncos i know they were a part of this as well i don't really know the nitty-gritty there um but we brought in leslie frazier as well so that's two different players from out, uh two different coaches from outside the organization so it was ar- no leg to stand on there because th- the guys were already interviewed so uh and you're, you're supposed to have two correct that's that's like well, the so they- rule
0: uh, who they, interview? they interviewed? They uh, interviewed the Bengals defensive coordinator, and his name escapes me now. Oh, um, Lou uh,
2: at Anarumo. Th- yeah. Thank
0: you. And then they uh interviewed Graham. Well, after Dayball and a few other guys, they interviewed Graham, and then they interviewed Leslie Flajer after Graham. So technically, Flores was the person who fulfilled the Rooney Rule for the Giants.
2: Oh, okay. Technically, All right.
0: yeah. Well. Even though, yeah, Graham Graham was interviewed in that process as well, but it doesn't count for an inside
2: hire. Yeah, yeah, and and it it's it's great. I, I think it is a good thing that he's that he's doing this. Uh, I just think he, I mean, maybe he saw the writing on the wall that his reputation was was dragged so much in Miami that he figured, all right, well, this is the time to do this because I might not get another head coaching shot here, so. And, and I can commend him for that because it, it's definitely something that needs to be done at some point because it, it's just silly. It's like that, uh, you know, for years, everybody would talk about, oh, can you have uh, a person of color as a quarterback of your NFL team? And now that's not not a thing anymore. So now this is the next thing to get over. And um, yeah, power to him. I, I I don't know if anything will come of it uh, with the Giants getting sued or anything, but you know, I guess it's to be seen. Um, either way, I am personally happy with Dable over him anyway, for non outside of football things. So I don't know. It's just kind of like,
1: they're okay. two very
2: different coaches. Absolutely. I mean, it's not like,
1: it, it's not an apples to apples thing, no. um, but it's, it's about stuff that I don't think we could ever know, you know, what really happened with personal interactions, communications totally. that happened between front office and coaching staff. Um, you know and and i have no reason not to believe Brian Flores so yeah. um oh, especially able, with the dolphins that dolphins, whole situation yeah i mean and and it's a class action suit so i think there are many other uh people that that are joining this and are going to be other teams that are implicated mm-hmm. uh and i'm sure i'm sure all 32 teams have have <laughs> done something Absolutely. or another that um you know is is you know wrong um but uh hopefully it'll be a way to to Create some better equality and and uh, diversity and and representation uh, for a league that is predominantly black folks. Um, yeah. So, um, hopefully, that it turns out right and doesn't get you know <laughs> swept destroyed under the and, rug or something and yeah. politicized and yeah. you know all the other awful things that could happen. So it would
0: it would seem a lot of the time I, the NFL seems to want to be doing the right forward thing in these situations. I think the Kaepernick situation might be the exclusion there, but. You can't well, force teams to sign a guy, and and I think that was beyond race because right. it, it just becomes a media distraction as well. Um, but I mean, like ownership degree.
1: is the NFL. Goodell yeah. works for the owners, and nothing happens if the owner... It, it's
0: and you, you have know. one min- one minority owner out of you know yeah thirty one. I guess you would say with the Packers being a
2: yeah, yeah. publicly owned I don't know. <laughs> whatever that means. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I want to. I, I mean. I, I don't know what else more to say about, about yeah. this lawsuit and Flores. I, I think everyone made good points and I, I think I, you know, I'll, I'll reiterate that I know I think his heart is in the right place and he wants, he's try, doing this because it's the right thing to do um, for the NFL. And he might, you know, fall on a knife for it, but if it does spur positivity and positive change, I think, I think, you know, it'll be worth it for him. And he said it himself that it would be. So I do want to, do want to retouch on the, uh, him getting, you know, accusing him getting paid of a hundred thousand dollars to, to tank, and I know Hugh Jackson said the same thing when he was on the Browns, whether or not this goes beyond that, you could assume so. Um, huge implications. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think that, you know, tanking, you know, is something that is so obscure or like people don't believe it happens. I think everyone believes that tanking happens when there's a financial gain for a head coach to <laughs> tank, it becomes a little bit of a different story. So, I mean, do you, what do you think comes of this? And, 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 you know i'll just jump to a second question too is is like a draft lottery like the nba something that's on the table or something like that
2: uh no i think that's is not good for the nba at all so it'd be just so much worse for the nfl i mean it's it's that another, another apples and oranges kind of situation there's just far too many more people per roster that i feel like it would uh it would drive those you know, for lack of better words, poverty teams even further down. Yeah. You know, I, I just think it would be a, a bad news uh, kind of situation. I don't think it would; they'd even consider it. I, I yeah. know it's been floating around, but keep the draft add re, 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 relegation. You know, oh, <laughs> uh, if we had an NFL two, that would be the coolest. <laughs> the best thing I
0: saw, and it's super unrealistic, is to do like a reverse playoff where all the bad teams play for the first pick, like a reverse, reverse play. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: See, that's interesting.
0: That's I know, a, but because, like, why, why would the players sign on to do that? Well, There's no yeah, reason for yeah, that. Yeah, I know. But well, it, I, it, th- it is a fun idea.
1: I saw that tweet to replace the Pro Bowl, yeah. like have the, the Jags and the Lions that's, play together. That's where
0: I kind of generated this thought from, yeah, yeah. was that was that tweet. But I, I wanted to take it a little further. And there, there was well, one more thing that I saw that Mark Cuban had suggested in the NBA, and that would be there is no draft. But the, the teams with the worst records are granted a higher salary cap, so they yeah. have more money to sign rookies. So the, the rookies who are the best would be more incentivized to sign with those teams because they had more money to offer them, hmm. which is another yeah. interesting idea. I don't know how these things apply to the NFL. I mean, I hate the draft a lot in the NBA just by nature of being a Knicks fan and, uh, like, always getting screwed on it. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, we're also a fan of a bad football team, so – Get plenty screwed there, too. I mean, I'm <laughs> hoping the future is better. But if, if there was a draft lottery the past few years, I don't think it would have been a good thing for the Giants. No.
2: No. I mean, it didn't matter. E- no. Either it, Maybe it would have been, actually. <laughs> 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 Who knows? It would have been a better spot. I mean, yeah. you
1: know. I mean, if, if, that, if that whole allegation gets borne out and, and proven, you have to think that ownership will change in Miami opening up you know, one of the most valuable <laughs> sports entities in the world. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It'd, it'd be really interesting to see it. And at a city like Miami, there's a lot of diversity down there. Maybe a great opportunity for um, some more diversification and in, in ownership. Um, they can let incentivize J-Lo that.
0: And, and let J-Lo buy more of a portion with A-Rod. They, is she with Ben Affleck now? I can't keep. Saying. Yeah, they're with Affleck. Doesn't she own part of the Dolphins though? Probably. I'm not mistaken. So does
1: the Marlins, wasn't, or maybe? Was, no, I no. Know. I think
0: I, I don't. Oh, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> exactly. But good point. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> but yeah, there are guys. You know, A Rod. You know, there are there are guys like him who you know baseball players because there's no salary caps. There's, there's the good ones just made so much money Mark, yeah, just Anthony. by playing plus their endorsements. So yeah, you know, I think that there, there's plenty of people to buy the Dolphins. Who are and that
2: stadium is cool too. I mean, you ever get a good look at it and the renovations that they did down there? It, it's it's Sun like Life? Looks, yeah, it like looks like a like an international soccer stadium, basically.
1: The only thing was, I think the only thing ahead, I think of when I think of that stadium is is the Prince halftime show in the rain. That's oh the only. Oh yeah, that comes was the that. best. I watch that regularly. Is, that is regularly once a week <laughs> pretty much for a while at least yeah
0: <laughs> my, my dad went to a game with my uncle in miami like the year before COVID. he said the stadium was really nice it was a really good game and a good atmosphere so cool agreed hmm that's what I thought,
2: well that's that goes into my my uh my lifetime bucket list of making sure i see the giants play in every stadium in the, in the, the country how anywhere. many are you up to i i thought, uh, two two <laughs> no wait no i've only seen them play in one no that's not true i've seen him play twice uh or two different places and one wasn't in this country so yeah ah uh, um, uh, i'm on three in the u.s i that's, i saw bad. the dolphins play in pittsburgh and it was 18 degrees that was cool i enjoyed that but sounds now, really fun giants, giants away no I, I need to i need to start getting on that yeah, we I saw on that. Giants-Ravens game in Baltimore, which was yeah. uh,
0: super fun. And the Baltimore fans are very classy people. Some guy, some guy, I just, everyone was bumming me cigarettes because I like, was trying to quit smoking and didn't bring a pack with me to the stadium. Which is always the dumbest thing you could ever do when, you, yeah. when you're <laughs> when you're a smoker and, and also been drinking. Wow. But hey, classy people. They didn't yell at me for wearing a, uh, what, what jersey did I have? Kenny Phillips. We're wearing a Kenny Phillips jersey. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. Um, Unlike when I went to L.A. to a Yankees Dodgers game and wore a uh, Mariano Rivera T-shirt, where I got sh- excuse me got stuff thrown at me when we were sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Not I classy L.A. I, I didn't know the Dodger fan to be
2: uh, like that.
0: So this is actually a funny story. So uh, I went to L.A. for four days, and we went to three Yankees games. And the first day we sat in the first level, the second day we sat in the, in the second level, and the third day we sat in the third level. Oh, and it boy. just was, like, progressively less classy day to day. That's <laughs> one might expect.
2: <laughs> so. the, the class system in motion. That's, we were, uh... like,
0: behind first base, and the <laughs> iPad had come out, like, the day. The first iPad had come out, like, the day before. And there was, like, two three people in front of us with iPads. And I was just like... LA is an interesting place. There's a lot of money floating around here, I
1: guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> TJ, I never would have pegged you as a guy that would measure class, you know. That, that, oh. like, like classiness would sell you on something. Like
0: <laughs> I didn't pay for any of those tickets nor my plane tickets nor my hotel stay <laughs> when I went. So <laughs> You know, uh I guess a little bit, Dan, cuz uh the finer just, things. Cuz I used things. I used to be a, a POS, you know, <laughs> when reformed. I was younger. Yeah. Um Anyway, do uh, you guys want to want to talk a little bit about the 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 coaching hires that we have added since yeah. the last pod, and, and and departures as well? I think we should add to with uh, with Graham going to Vegas, but let's get into that for a second. So I'll just rattle them off here. We got Mac- Mike Kafka, offensive coordinator. Excited. Mag- Magani staying as special teams, which is an interesting one. Uh, Shea Tierney, quarterbacks coach. Bobby Johnson, Bills all line. I know we mentioned that last week. Andy Bischoff, Eric Bischoff's brother from the WDE. I'm I'm presuming a tight ends coach and Jerome Harrison for the secondary. Um I you know, I don't have much to say about uh you know, the the position group coaches necessarily, but what's your opinion on the Mike, Mike Kafka hire? Dan, you want to start? I love
1: it. Uh I just on a very base level to combine concepts from the Kansas City offense. Uh you know, Kafka was was not only a quarterbacks coach but also the passing game coordinator. Um with with elements of the Bills offense and then tailoring that to suit our personnel um, is super exciting. I remember Mike Kafka from playing at Northwestern. Uh, don't remember his short NFL career, but uh, to have someone that's involved deeply with Andy Reed's offensive mind um, is great. Andy Reed is an incredible offensive coordinator, uh, offensive play caller, uh, innovator, uh, just not game manager really um so to have him and dable working together i think kafka might be a good a, one of the only people that they could have hired that i think has a chance to call plays or at least eventually um because i really think dable needs to be on the sideline and not up, upstairs um yeah but i don't know i basically i'm just thinking about Kadarius tony and what the the guys that you know m- made tyreek hill do the stuff he does could do with someone like Kadarius tony who has a similar skill set um and just, I feel like we're going to put our our personnel in the best position to succeed offensively with with the staff. So I, I'm super stoked.
2: Yeah, I, I like the guy uh, as a as an offensive mind, and I do like the idea that they didn't just hire some guy to stand there while Dable called all the plays. I think that's important too, yeah. so they can bounce ideas off of each other. I think that's really awesome. Um, just in terms of like one of the random position coaches, what was the name of the tight ends coach again? tight ends Andy Bischoff. Yes, yeah, so he was uh, a big pr- a proponent of of uh, developing Mark Andrews in yes. Baltimore. Which... He was
0: assistant TE coach of the Ravens when Mark Andrews was drafted, 4th round. Also, and they drafted uh, Hunter Henry in the first or no, it wasn't Hunter Henry, Hayden Hurst in the first yep. round. Yeah. And they ended up their fourth round pick being like the guy in the, he's like the best, one of the best in the league now,
2: which totally. is incredible in itself. You got people on, on our, our, our club now that can actually get diamonds in the rough like that and develop. So yeah, I know it's underrated and it's like, Oh, tight ends coach, whatever. But like, I don't know, that's kind of a big deal, especially at the tight end position for us, which is, I mean, yeah, we, we've had a good run of them here and there, but I think it's been pretty mediocre since Shockey since- and, and, by and large.
1: Ballard boss.
2: Pasco. Uh, wow. uh, whoever, uh, whoever
0: Eli made good look look, look look good that year. And then whoever moved on to another team and never you never heard their name again. Oh, you, you mean Visante Shanko? Sure. Whoever there is. I mean, it remains to be seen who's playing tight end because you have to assume Evan Ingram is gone. But I know there there is talk that maybe people want him to come back and see what he can do in a new offense. I'm not one of those people. But can I just mention with Mike Kafka, because I kind of disagree with you guys on on why he was hired in terms of the play calling Kafka never called plays before. So I think Dayball calls plays, at least to start. And I don't think he does it from the box. I think he does it from the field. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think you can have success with the head coach calling the plays. And, you know, I will say about Mike Kafka, too. I mean, he was Patrick Mahomes QB coach. Great yeah. coming into mentor Daniel Jones. Maybe that's why he's going to be a fence coordinator. And also like so, Andy Reed coaching coordinator too. Yeah. Andy Reed coaching tree, 34 years old, you know, bumped himself up the quarterback coach in five years. Guys obviously got some gusto. So I think it's a great hire for the giants. And I,
2: I, yeah, I, I just think it's a good hire.
0: I, I don't, I don't have much to speculate on other than that. But he might not call plays
2: to start. I don't. know. It, 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 it might end up being a very Eric B. enemy kind of situation in the long run. And if that's the case, then great. That's a guy who's been. Uh, that's a. It's a. It's a shame that guy doesn't have a job elsewhere yet. Uh, it's insane, actually. Kind of shocking, so,
0: honestly. Yeah, yeah. That he's. I think. I think kind of that was his kind of downfall is that he doesn't call the plays and i think that yeah. people talk about that too much
2: well uh, andy Reid came out recently and said that uh no that that guy calls more plays than you realize like it's not all andy all the time it's kind of a partnership which is kind of interesting it's great yeah
0: they clearly created success there Yeah, i mean they happen to just have drafted you know the most transcendent quarterback since peyton manning but hey who, who might have judged you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know what else to say about these position coaches i mean a lot of people poach from the bills uh a lot of like, I mean, the, you know, what the, I what I do like the most is a lot of guys coming from the Bills or wherever else. It's kind of like their first shot at this job. And they're, it's it, you know, uh, Shane Tierney was an offensive assistant. Then he was assistant QB coach. Now he's a QB coach. But Andy Bischoff, assistant tight end coach. Now he's a tight end coach. I guess like the only really like, you know, Bobby Johnson was O-line coach with the Bills. And then Jerome Harrison was like, he's an old dude. He's like the only old guy they hired so far, it would seem. It's like an pl- uh, old player secondary coach for jets down jets browns cowboys most recently falcons
2: yeah i mean obviously the biggest thing is is what we're going to do with this defensive coordinator situation mm-hmm. I, I graham leaving was uh quite a bit of a shock when i saw that little uh, blurb come through i i didn't i thought we were locked in we were good to go and then clearly you know uh, buddy boy josh mcdaniel's out there probably dangled a couple of more uh, uh less taxed uh dollar signs in front of him and he figured uh that it's a better stadium anyway when they go out there. Yeah. The weather's I mean, better. it could be,
1: you know, they, they, he's known both both guys for a long time in Dable and McDaniels, and maybe they're just better friends or get along better. He believes in yeah. his program more. You know, you don't know.
2: Yeah. Or he could or just, he could have been offended by the idea yeah. of being uh, interviewed for head coach and being told, ah, no, we don't want to do that, but you want to stick around?
1: Yeah.
0: That's 100% yeah. probably yeah. a contributing factor.
2: I also think that
0: – Vegas has more more guys on the defense that can do the things that he wants to do. And they actually sure. have like legitimate pass rushers on that team. Yeah. Max which is big. fun. Yeah. Um so with Graham being gone guys, I know there's a lot of names. So far the Giants have interviewed uh, I think Wink Martindale, Sean Desai, Jim Swartz. I don't know if I missed any. Um Dan, who's, the, who's the pick for you for DC?
1: I don't know. I mean, I, it, to me a very surface level again, like Wink Martindale seems like a great choice I, I know they floated his name last go around with joe judge as potential head coach for the giants um but it's the raven's defense you know i know they had a down year this year but they're always in the mix despite what level of talent they have i feel like you know they they do draft well and they have solid talent. but there's been a ton of the past five or six years there hasn't been a a like dominant superstar on that team and they always are uh one of the top you know 10 if not five defenses in the nfl and, and it's all been under can, can i Dalle. rattle
0: off a couple of stats for you here yeah when he was defensive coordinator of the ravens they had a top five defensive unit three out of four seasons he was defensive coordinator 2019 the ravens only let up 15 touchdowns the entire year which is like basically like playing last year's giants team every week of the year
1: so it's pretty yeah. impressive to me yeah um yeah i mean and, and i guess yeah i mean from for me that's it i i, I don't You know, the other guys seem like they're they're good candidates and everyone's buzzing about Vic Fangio right now. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but that would also be very intriguing. Uh, And I think it's Uh, an opportunity for them to get like more veteran, uh, you know, experienced
2: guys on the staff as well on the other side of the ball. Mm -hmm. Dan, did did you see that video of Vic Fangio making meatballs? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I mean,
1: I saw I saw the, the thumbnail of it and that's all I needed.
2: Um, <laughs> I mean, he, he got the, he had, he had Frank playing in the background. He had, he had like a yeah. little bit of a shimmy in his step. He was I, really enjoying himself. I'm, I can I'm, get a, down.
0: I'm a Fangio. I'm a, i am I want them to to sign Fangio and, or hire Fangio, I should say. And, uh, they haven't interviewed him yet as far as I know, but in my mind, he's been a head coach and he's like, you know, 63 years old. So he's kind of the opposite of where the giants have been going. But that being said, I think you have an offensive minded guy in Dable bringing in just someone with that much experience, experience on the defensive yeah defensive side of the ball kind of makes table's job a lot easier and to focus on the unit that is just atrocious that really needs the help. And you can kind of let Fangio go out there and do his thing on defense. One of my favorite things that I read recently was that I think Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur yes. and Kyle Shanahan yeah. all said he was the person they wanted to go against the least. And when you bring up those three names, those are kind of the three big names for me of young dynamic offensive quitters, maybe LaFleur a little less because you kind of just go, Hey, Aaron Rodgers, throw the ball. We'll, yeah. And then we'll win. Uh, but that being said, like I, I, I also like that he, you know, he's he's known to scheme around the players he has, and I think Wink would have more success on a team with a better front seven than the Giants have because the Giants are more secondary heavy than than uh, than the Ravens usually were. So in, in my mind, I just think that you know, get a guy who's been in the NFL for two decades, has some, a little bit of head coaching experience, albeit what didn't go super well for him, and you know just someone who's basically had more success with his defensive units than didn't over 20 years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, And hopefully we get, we hear in the next couple of days, I don't, I don't think they should wait much longer. Let's lock this entire staff in and, and just get going. Uh, get, gets, I mean, the coolest thing about Shane is the fact that he already had studied the first four rounds of, of ranked players when he was still in Buffalo. So it's just, he brought that information with him and he's already got a head start, which is neat. Um, started kind of a couple
1: people from the front. That, office. That's the too. coolest thing about Shane. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And well, what's interesting too, it's just like, well, Buffalo knows what he likes already. So that's going to be an interesting story during the draft too, because you're probably going to see Buffalo trying to jump in front of us at some point, just knowing that there's someone that they know that Shane wants in the later so. rounds. I could
0: definitely see it. Right. Yeah. In the first, you know, they'll never, they'll never have enough capital to jump up to where we are. Cause I think probably they're not. probably picking and, 28th, or something like that, would be my guess. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code TPPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 plus. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN red line, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-798-777 or visit ccpg.org chat. In New York, call eight seven seven eight hope ny or text hope ny four six seven three six nine. Speaking of you know jettisoning uh, front office people, um, <laughs> what's what's Kevin Abrams doing now? <laughs> jettison
2: uh, to the basement.
0: What, what what is the what is the, the title they gave him?
2: Uh, a stapler coordinator. I think
1: senior vice president of player personnel and strategy operations like director of
0: (laughs) football to me it just sounds like you go into work and they like say all right kevin just uh why don't you answer a couple emails and then you can have a long lunch (laughs) send you out here's an abacus (laughs) but give him the abacus let him figure out the cap in the basement with the door (laughs) locked (laughs) from the outside (laughs) but 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 really um i know and I want to go to Dan first on, on the, the Brendan Brown hire, uh, guy they poached on the Eagles. Um, cause I know you've talked a lot in this podcast about how much you like the Eagles front office. So tell us yeah. a little about this Brendan Brown hire and why you're excited about it.
1: Uh, I'm excited by, about it because the Eagles have been eating our lunch in drafts and team building for, I don't know, I'd say like 10 years, at least, uh, probably longer. Um, He's part of that organization that I think is very forward-thinking um, and, and leans on the stuff, you know, analytics-wise and 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 positional value-wise that we should be doing. Uh, he played football at Fordham, which goes a long way in in, in my heart and family. Uh, he went to law school, which also resonates a lot with me because I did the same thing. Um, <laughs> and he's from uh, Glen Cove. He's from New York Long Island. Guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a New York dude. Um, the
0: other Westchester.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't and there's a bunch. I was trying to scrounge them up. I totally slipped my mind because I'm sleep deprived, but he was also integral in, in making a lot of uh sort of splash picks that the Eagles uh landed, you know, high value players in, in later rounds. And um, yeah. and he, he was sort of the one that advocated for those uh those decisions. So um just like having someone that like that would be the, the number two um under Shane and and getting younger and 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 more uh you know
2: creative yeah i mean he's he's 33 33 34 years old uh you know he's really hungry he's just trying to eat um <laughs> you know what i mean um and i just think that uh 100 <laughs> I, I dude yeah yeah I, I just uh i think that uh having someone with that fire and and so much experience already and having, you know, the controls at his hands. I mean, he, having an actual assistant GM with maybe different ideas to to bounce things off of, I think that's an incredible thing. And Shane's just uh, done nothing more than, uh, well, between Dable and Shane, hiring people that aren't just friends, aren't good old pals, people who are qualified, people that deserve to be there. And, it, it, you know, it was interesting, you brought it up before, that it seems that a lot of these things are... are these hires are, uh, they're promotions. They're basically promotions for a majority of them, which only would drive someone to want to succeed that that much more. So it's not just this nepotism and, and you know, I knew him for 30 years, so let's bring him in because what else does he have yeah. going having, on? Having
0: the same assistant GM for 20 years.
2: Yeah, I saw that. And I was just like, are you serious? That so He's listen, been around.
0: Anyone who ever came in, the mayor was just like, Kevin Abrams is your assistant GM. <laughs> Welcome to the New York giants. Yeah. Like, no one ever had to say ever. It's insane.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: The only other thing I want to bring up is the giants. I think it's the second woman. The giants have ever hired. They have a scout who is, who is a woman as well, but Laura young director of coaching operations. I don't know what that means, but I, I'm happy about it. Um, Rex Ryan was actually the one that kind of brought her into the NFL and, and took, oh, him, no took her under his wing. Yeah. She was, um, like a, on the client side in, in, uh, in Baltimore and then he took her over to the football side um, on the Jets and then brought her to Buffalo, and then she was in Buffalo ever since, and another person poached from the Buffalo staff coming down to New York. So that seems to be a recurring theme, um, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I think I'm happy about it.
2: Yeah, we're, we're the New York Bills. Fine.
0: <laughs> the, the, uh, we're the New York Bills, but we play in Jersey. Yeah. The Bills are are the only team that play in New York. Yes. but Yes, okay.
2: No, we're we're, the, uh, we're the, the, the Sunday afternoon presentation – of the New York, New Jersey bills on NBC. Love it. <laughs> sure. Um, I, I do
0: also want to ask you guys, and I don't think there's a lot of substance behind these things, but it's out there. So let's speculate on it. Cause here we are talking to each other about the giants. So I've heard that, that the giants want to move on for, well, it's kind of two separate things for me. One is that the giants want to move on from Kadarius Tony. Okay. I don't believe that. Secondly, the Giants want to move on from Saquon and Bradbury, which is totally believable to me. Um, do you guys put any, like, merit behind these things? Like, they just come out. People just, just say stuff to, to get a rise, I think, as
2: mostly this is. Well, I mean, the Tony situation, I think that's total baloney. But I think with Saquon— Tony baloney. Tony baloney, exactly. But with Saquon and Bradbury, that easily could have been an inside leak of just basically letting people know, hey, y- you're interested— Get, pick up the phone maybe we can talk and that's all yeah I mean,
0: clear yeah go ahead Dan I'm sorry
2: I'm
1: saying I'd rather a leak or rumors floating than trading our like one blue chip offensive prospect to one team and making one phone call like we did so many years ago with a player that you guys don't want me to talk about anymore
0: we're gonna uh, talk so about Odell are. in the neck when we talk about <laughs> the Super Bowl because snacks brought it up last week and we didn't have enough time for for to discuss it really so I do want to talk
1: about it yeah um but no I, I again like Everyone's like nobody's off the table. Anyone is tradable on this squad, which to a certain extent is true. But also, you have to keep the people with the tremendous upside that haven't got to play on a real team yet. Yeah, getting rid of Kadarius Tony would be a public relations nightmare. Fan base would revolt, and uh, it also hinder any chance of like sparking an offense that was so barren. This last season, why get the only guy that can create anything? Uh getting rid of Saquon obviously is a no brainer to me. Uh Bradbury, if you can get some a nice pick a uh, nice you know, draft equity or uh obviously I, I'm I'm fine with that as well. I think he's a quality player, but he's not gonna make us win a Super Bowl. No.
0: I think Bradbury is a perfect cut candidate. I don't think you're gonna trade him. Saquon, I think maybe you could could trade him. Um, because he does, I think. Can other teams pick up fifth-year options? Maybe you pick up his fifth-year options and you trade him because he has not the year in his contract, or they already did. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, they already picked up his fifth-year, yeah. fifth-year option. So I think he is tradable because I think he has more value than Bradbury does in terms of his contract, which is only seven million a year. And for me, getting rid of him kind of just like ends that Gettleman era completely. Oh, it's that'd just be so like, good. Yeah, ends the worst mis- one of the worst mistakes that this franchise has ever made. So that would be great. Tony, to me, the whole thing is just so ridiculous, just in terms of the fact that, like, what are you gonna do? Trade him for a third round pick? You're you're not gonna get a first for him. It no. just doesn't make any sense. He's a three million dollar cap no. hit. He is a dynamic player. He showed us that against the Cowboys with almost two hundred yards receiving. He didn't do a lot the rest of the year, but we have a new offensive scheme coming in. New guys to put him in the places he needs to be to be successful. So there's zero reason to get rid of Tony. You mean don't
1: he, don't he just throw to, him a five-yard slant and ask him to juke six guys the yeah, second exactly, he to the ball. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I mean, well, everyone acknowledges that the guy needs to mature. That's yeah. fine. But you don't give up on, like, you know, 21-year-old dudes because they're immature that you spent a first-round pick on. You should have... Done your research before you drafted him, if that was your concern. <laughs> yeah, which I, mean, I hope they did. But you know, new regime, so I guess they can I mean, have a different valuation of him. When you maybe fall in right. full
2: bloom love at the senior bowl, you, you don't know. Well, you can't mess with that. Well, yeah. what, what do you think of the continuation of uh, the one thing from bridging the gap between last season's offense and the, the upcoming one? Will well, that Nate Solder ball still in his on the team? No. Will he be throwing <laughs> the ball? Should be.
0: I have no idea what to expect, but I, I did read that Dable was doing a lot of research on uh the offense Kevin Gilbride ran when he was in New York, which is stop it. You know, not the exact thing I wanted to read, but no. you couldn't you couldn't imagine it would, you know, be you know, maybe the
2: fundamentals are similar. Maybe but you couldn't imagine it would not really do. be that way.
1: Yeah. What's that? <laughs> sometimes you gotta learn what
2: not to do. Oh, you you, know. you you mean a, a, a running back draw on third down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, I was thinking more of a QB sneak on on second and 11. No, I was thinking kill drive specifically. specifically. Speaking
1: of quarterbacks, did you see who we're bringing in?
2: Yeah, Davis Webb is back, baby. (laughs) He's still in the NFL. I forgot. Yeah, he was with the Bills. (laughs) We're just bringing the Bills down. I was reading
0: reading that if they sign him, then the Giants will have one Jerry Reese pick on their roster (laughs) coming into this year. I, I think it's official. I think he was signed earlier oh really i didn't uh, i didn't read that i just saw that they brought him yeah. down so there you go That's yeah funny. i was,
2: i mean not too long ago so What, if they, what like, if they have
0: from and, and and then they signed trubisky and then they have Webb? so they just took all of the the quarterback room from buffalo except for the guy that really matters wait
1: trubisky didn't, didn't sign signed. trubisky I
0: heard, i've heard that he's coming down to uh be be worked out or something like oh, that i read that I, I don't know if it was uh yeah from a reliable source or not but Somebody tweeted it, so I'm I'm so gonna it say was. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I
2: think it was Torm. <laughs> Torm yeah. tweeted
0: it. Yeah. All right, let's let's talk about the Super Bowl real quick. Um, I know last week we talked about, you know, how we love Stafford and want to turn a ring, but the Bengals is just such a good story. But we didn't get Dan. What is your perspective? Who do you want to win?
1: Um, I mean, it's hard not to love the Bengals and Joe Burrow's swag and everything. Um yeah just cool and fun and they're doing all like they're just like having a lot of fun with it playing like for what's his name the gorilla uh amurabi or uh, oh, uh harambe <laughs> harambe um, i thought it was
0: Hammurabi. no
1: no that's no that's fo- like the egyptian Egypt. yeah.
0: yeah yeah i thought he was named after that guy I can't be named after that guy no it's spelled, it's spelled right? differently
1: it's totally different yeah well you know uh, you
0: guys know i've never tried to read very i mean reading yeah. comprehension's pretty low so
1: I, i'm just a wash old but uh this, uh I, I mean, for me, I would love to see Odell win a Super Bowl. I, I just love the guy. I always have. Um You know, it, it would be cool. It'd be cool. I, I mean, I, I it's going to be a fun game nonetheless. Uh, I think it'll be exciting. I think the the Bengals are going to keep it tight. Um, but it it'd be a nice little bow on the season where we. Got rid of all the vile, toxic stuff in the Giants and have the, like the one guy who's the postcard of like they made a point of getting rid of to win a Super Bowl. Right, and Dave Gettleman's stupid face would make me really happy.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: he doesn't. I mean, care. I'd, rather, the
0: I'd rather have Odell win than, than Eli Apple, but I, 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 it's just so hard to root against the Bengals. Yeah, it's just too fun of a story.
2: It's super if, fun. If, if the Bengals figure out how to block, uh, they're going to win this game. In my opinion. <laughs>
0: I mean, Aaron Donald could take this game over super easy. Yeah. Yeah. But Joe Burrow, you know, is impressive. It's impressive. And he's only going to get better. Yep. Hey, if they don't win this year, you know, I think that there's more Super Bowls in in the future for them.
2: Well, what was that? I saw an insane uh, stat today. He could be the first Heisman Trophy winner, uh, national championship winner, and first overall pick to win a Super Bowl. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I saw that too. Also, he would be the first second-year uh, quarterback to win a Super Bowl as well.
2: Yeah, crazy. that's crazy.
0: Yeah, um, let's do let's do a score prediction, like old okay. times sake. <laughs> Come on, okay.
2: yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I'm gonna get crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna say 2016 Bengals.
0: 2016
1: Bengals. All right, Dan. I thought you were going to say a high-scoring game, but no. That's why. (laughs) Yeah. Um. I don't know. You know, this this Cooper Cup thing is is really weird at this point. I don't know how Cooper Cup plays a game and doesn't score like three touchdowns. (laughs) Um. So I'm going to go twenty-eight to twenty Rams. I'll
0: go. I'll go twenty-seven, twenty-four, and I don't know which team's going to win, but uh, I'll <laughs> say Bengals. But I think either could go either way. I, I think may- all I know is it's going to come down to the fourth quarter and may- the final drives. Maybe we'll just come in. You and I will win it. We've been trying to win. Colin and I have been trying to win the Super Bowl since we like, were kids. Like uh, a third
1: we, team? Like the Bengals
2: versus the Rams versus Colin and TJ? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just us. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. There's no team. It's just us. You snap to us. Colin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we've been talking about this since at least seventh grade, I think. <laughs> it's a very
0: silly, um, you know, argument that we or joke that we've been running forever. Uh, and, guys, with that being said, thanks for listening tonight. Don't forget to follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BBU podboys with a Z. Download that DraftKings app. Check out pepperpalace.com. And uh, don't forget to write down an email. BigBlueUnitedPodcast at gmail.com. It might
1: Thank take me a while soon. to get back. I've got so many.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's, he's inundated. Yeah. Sorry if he hasn't answered you yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have a good night.
1: See ya.